room tone. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. A white, a white, we're holding a white piece of paper in front of the camera and we're just making a room tone. So mm-hmm. this is the, this is the normal test we do before we start an episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we do the clack. Yep. We do uh rolling sound. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, if you've seen the place we record, you know how high tech it is. How glamorous. <laughs> glass everywhere you can see the entire city from where we record Mm -hmm. on one world trade center we're at an we are at a special exclusive apple store that is at one world trade center that we record the podcast at sponsored by twa hotel so and there's light wood but then there's also um racing stripes on everything it's really cool (laughs) it's really cool (laughs) it's really cool so that's what you're paying for if you're a patron. Um, that kind of level of, uh, and our security, obviously, that we have to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which of course, naturally. Is expensive. And, um, and the cocaine. And the cocaine that cocaine. makes that makes this uh, this podcast whir. And it greases these wheels. Sure does. Um, Kelly, hi, how are you? Hi, good, how are you? I'm good. Both of our hair looks good. Yeah, both of our right hair now. does look good today. I gave myself a compliment, but... No, your hair does look good. Thank you. I was thinking it. <laughs> Just didn't say it. <laughs> okay. Um, great. Um, who wants... What should we yeah, do? what's going on? What's Service going on? story? Um, well, let's introduce ourselves. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I'm cutting all of this out. Um, well, first of all, this is FOH. I'm Lillane Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a service industry podcast. I just assumed we all knew that, so that's why I I mean, I, it I'm, comes I, up in the RSS feed. Um, no, obviously, I don't know why I forgot to do that. I've only been doing this for three years now. <laughs> I know, so it really has been. That's mean. like a terrifying uh, statistic. That's a scary statistic <laughs> yeah. to show your kids. De Blasio might be saying that crime <laughs> is down, but this podcast is up, up, up. Oh my God. And that chills me to the bone. I wish it was up, 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 but it's going great with your <laughs> loyal listeners. Thank who you so much. We love. Who we love and appreciate. And thank you for still tuning in for some unknown reason. Absolutely. Um, Why don't we start? Because Lillian texted me this week and said, Boy, have I got a story for you. Yes, this is a story. So as uh, you all know, I still don't have a job in the service industry. So my clout is zero. Um, But so now I just tell you like great little stories about my life. But this one I thought would, uh, well, one is just great. And I want to tell you personally, and I forgot to. So now it's going on the podcast for everybody's benefit. Um, So again, not service related, but I was at Fire Island couple yeah. weeks ago and um this i was at the beach with my friends and um who have um a dog and the dog was there and uh this woman comes up and fire island you know it, it wasn't it wasn't cherry grove or whatever it was in the pines this is like you know i don't know this is normal uh fire island <laughs> just kidding um this is the non-queer part of fire island so it's like a lot of older like kind of busybody types everybody knows each other yes. in there forever families you know old new york people absolutely and when i mean old i do mean literally old so this woman was quite old and dressed in all black on the beach which i loved um but anyways, she came up to us and was like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, she lives on like Central Park West or some shit. Anyways, she was talking about, they started talking about dogs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, the, the trainer you're using. They start talking dog trainers. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you would, you really should get my guy. The guy I use for my dog, 
you know, he's really great. Um, and, uh, you know, he trained, uh, he trained Henry Kissinger's dog. Did he now? And a chill just sort of blew mm-hmm. across the beach and we were all like, oh, and I, I mean, I never thought I would be faced with having to socially <laughs> react to like something related to Henry Kissinger's. No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, love for animals <laughs> or anything like that. And then I think somebody made a comment, and she was like, "Oh, well, he's not political about the dog trainer." I was like, <laughs> "No, I wouldn't think." Okay, interesting. Sure. Um, I really do want to check out this person's website to kind of see if that's on one of the the glowing reviews. Is. <laughs> oh no, you know he is not. He's not a poli- he doesn't weigh in. It's a, so you don't even have to worry about that. You're not going to clash with him or anything no, like no, that. No. So he keeps it. You know, he Switzerland. <laughs> And then I was just like, man, I really would love to pick that, pick that brain. What's going on with, what kind of issues is, are arising with Henry Kissinger's uh, animal? Yes. Also, um, just sort of interesting to, 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 you know, how does she know he's not political? <laughs> <laughs> like, they have to register when they become dog trainers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is he... Like, did Henry Kissinger say, what did you think about me bombing Cambodia? What did you think about that? He's like, so the commands you're going to want to use with your dog, give him a treat. Um, Yeah, maybe it was very fraught. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So real. And maybe, you know, once the man dies, maybe we'll hear all about it. Once Kissinger dies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll kind of hear what happened behind closed doors. Oh, absolutely. If I, I mean, obviously that. <laughs> Specifically with the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all That's all I want. I don't care about anything else. I don't want to know the dirty secrets that we haven't been told. Just specifically about how kind of things went in the home. How did he get recommended? How did they get connected? <laughs> I want to know the connected? whole story of this. You know, the emails well, that were sent kind of like, hey, are you available at 3 p.m.? No. No. Because also that is, you can train the dog to a certain extent with not the owner, but at the end of the day, the owner does have to be there. I wonder, and did he have discipline issues? Like what? The doggy? You know? Or what? They bring in another dog, shoot it in front of the dog. Right. Do you want that? Do you want that? We will do this to your family. What was what couldn't Henry Kissinger do to his dog? Like what? Could oh, it, nothing's off the table. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, it's a fascinating little inroad. Uh, obviously, got the old mind working. So uh, <laughs> the old mind. <laughs> That's how I refer to myself now. Um, so, anyways, stay tuned. Watch watch the papers for when Henry Kissinger dies, um, and yes. see what kind of comes up. I can't wait for the page six exclusive. <laughs> Dog trainer speaks. Yeah, and there would be like a great. And I wish if I were a better uh, Canadian, I would come up with a really good pun. Do you know right what now. kind of dogs? No. Okay. Apparently, if you Google him, uh, there's many. He's had many dogs in his life. In Hen- his life. Henry has. <laughs> yes, my friend Henry <laughs> is a dog lover. He's a dog lover. Great. Because some dog lovers, you know, go with one. Right. They keep. We always have Weimarammers. Yeah. Those people are so annoying. God. And then one person sees another dog breed that is there that they love to kind of talk about. Yeah. Oh, you, they love birds or whatever. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Dog culture. I do love dogs, but 
you know, dogs. must love dogs. must love dogs is my motto. Is your tag? Anyways, so that's what's going on in my life. Just a few uh, <laughs> steps removed from from the man of the hour. You have information yeah. that could lead to the arrest. Exactly. Of- exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, how are you doing, Kelly? And how <laughs> has your service life been? Good. Great. Um, kind of a rip-roaring weekend because it was 4th of July. It's a three-day weekend because yesterday was 4th of July observed. People <laughs> were being completely yeah. insane. Which we talk, and we were going to talk about it before the 4th of July, but we, both of us often complain, and I don't know if this is just, if this is at the service industry uh, at large, but owners love to say, no, guess what? We are staying open on the 4th of July. No matter, no, people are going to come in. People are going to come. They're going to, they're going to definitely want to come in and get natural wine and pate (laughs) on the 4th of July at 7 p.m. And it's like, that is no way in hell is that going to happen. I've done, yes. I've been there and it doesn't happen. And every year they say, yes, it will. Yes. I just want to give you a portrait of this weekend. This is re- being revealed on air right now. Uh, oh. One of my very favorite regulars. Okay. Who is a doll and a half um, came in. She was like already like, you know, she'd had a few and she was like, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow. We were like, yes, queen. <laughs> I think I did a shot with her, you know, whatever. Okay. She had to be escorted home by one of the bar employees who did not think to check, did this woman have her iPhone oh. with her? She is in Mexico. The phone is in Prospect Heights. Whoa, 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 whoa. The phone is in the bar. Fuck. Yeah. Because she, she was like, I'm. she was like, my flight's at like 10 tomorrow, like da, 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 da. And we were all like, cool, whatever. She was home truly by like probably like 1230. I mean, I had left the bar by this time, so I didn't see her like exit. But um, so she, she made the flights without the phone. Oh, my God. How, though? I... I'm not sure. That's crazy. That poor, that poor woman. But also I was like, wouldn't you just, just call the airline and say, do you have anything? Uh, it's, it's Mexico. You're not going to somewhere like completely obscure. Wow. Well, that's the level people were kind of going that for. That was it. the level this weekend. Isn't okay. that kind of nuts? That's very nuts. Yeah. Anyway, so bless her heart. I, um, it only increased my adoration of her. Sure. <laughs> like, I was, like, came in on Sunday. I was like, oh, we have her phone? And then my boss was like, yeah, she's in Mexico, though. I was like, yes. Very cool. Very cool of her. <laughs> my kind of girl. Um, but, yes, as we were saying, everyone says people are going to come in on the 4th. But people did come in. Which, we'll put that in the win. Ca- we'll put a little notch on the win side for an owner to be correct because it's often not it's never the case usually not the case as i told lillian like i brought in like a bunch of like i brought in stuff to make a pie because (laughs) i thought we were gonna be that slow yeah didn't make the pie sucks yeah um so people were coming in and we had like we always have a dj on sundays and he brought like a bunch of friends so there were probably like four middle-aged men spinning no records there is nothing worse than be than working and having to cater to the dj's friends or even worse 
The DJ's girlfriend? Well, the DJ <laughs> had a wife. Fuck. A wife and a child. Wow. Next level. Okay. Next level. And so these are people, they're just very like, the bar is incidental to them. They are at a private event that they perhaps own. Sure. Um, yeah. I am their friend. I'm not a bartender. I'm not at work. Uh-huh. Right. I'm their friend who is extremely servile for some sure. reason. Yeah. It's a great scenario. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this this kid, he's four. They're like, will you heat up pizza for him? I was like, no. They're like, we're going to call the owner. I was like, go ahead. I don't. I literally don't give a shit. And did they call the owner? No, because he obviously would have been like, no, no. heating up pizza for a child. Also, why are you bothering me to ask me? This is like true sibling shit. Yeah. Like, you're insane. Um, so at one point the child's mom is like, this is more candy than he's probably ever eaten in his entire life today. He falls, he, he spikes, sugar spike, sugar crash. <laughs> yep. Falls asleep. Sure. Parents take that as an opportunity as I would to tie one on. Sure. Like fit it in under the wire because at about 1130 PM on our nation's birthday, <laughs> this young man <laughs> Strapped into his stroller. Exploded. An, a, a, a human man amount of vomits came out of him. Fuck. He is very small. Sure. He's a baby. He's a baby. And only at that point where was everyone. And it truly like the whole everyone left at that point. It was like, well, we just, uh, it's like half a dozen also like fully wasted 40 year olds being like, what should we do about this? Whoa. It's so much. Wait (laughs) a second. It's like, yeah. And they're like, do you want us to take the hose? I was like, no, no, but twist on it is that, my chef and I had decided to eat mushrooms <laughs> at about 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. So I was high yeah. at that point in time. Of course, because you anticipated it being slow and you would already be kind of out into the night by that point. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. The math uh, <laughs> did you dirty there. <laughs> Little miscalculation. Little miscalculation. So I was like, truly like I had been sitting down because my coworker and I was just one other person and I, and we were like, let's just sit down. Like, we'll wait for those guys to leave and then we'll start closing down. And they came in and they're like, he puked, he puked. And I was like, hey man, we'll take care of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, my coworker is not high. She's like, she's like, Fuck. this sucks. She's like, I hate every one of you. Yeah. Everybody involved. Yeah. Me. Yeah. The guest, the child. Sure. Um, it's so funny and just kind of speaks to the uh, age bracket of where you work and the clientele <laughs> that it was a child throwing up that oh, kind yeah. of stopped the party. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, someone walked by, was walking their dog, and he was like, is that vomit? And I was like, yeah, man, it's a bar. And you were like, lick it up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's a bar. And then <laughs> my coworker was like, that's not what happened. It's a bar. <laughs> Yeah, dude, get used to it, my man. It's natural. <laughs> it's a bar. And my coworker was like, well, it is a bar, but that's not, like, why there's puke there. Like, 
Also, mind your business. <laughs> oh my god, she was like, that yeah. is so funny. Then I did to my coworker. I was like, you can just clock out because I was like, I'm high and being useless, and I was like, I don't want you to resent me. So I was like, just clock out. And I was like, sit down, have a drink, which she did. And then it truly took me from yeah about eleven forty-five till two in the morning to close the bar because I was like stoned and just like yeah, just kind of yeah, glacial pace like. Time to burn the ice. One cube. <laughs> one cube. <laughs> You're just melting it in your hand one cube at a time. I'm like, These cold draft <laughs> cubes are so dense. <laughs> Why are they so heavy? Are you always like this? Oh my god, I went down our kitchen is downstairs. We have a night porter. I went down at one point. He was just sitting on the phone, just waiting for me to be done so he could like mop the floors. Sure. I was like, Hey Louise. He's like He's like, Okay. Uh, as I was leaving, I was like, Love you. He was like, Love you. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, ladies. Um, that is so funny. Yeah. Wild well, ride. Sounds like it. And that's what happens when you doubt your boss, everybody. Okay? <laughs> yes. Lesson learned. <laughs> wow. That sounds kind of fun, though. It was fun, actually. Yeah. Um, it's also always so satisfying to tell a, a guest who's being rude no, and then it just, like, you are correct and nothing bad happens to you. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like just no. Also, cold pizza is delicious. Yeah. Also, children don't care. No. Also, it it's, w- you're asking me it was already past nine o'clock. Like he should have already, already been in bed. So, according and to I, me, I'm absolutely vindicated by the fact that he vomited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were correct. He, and I'm sure he was very upset when he woke up to covered in his own vomit. That, <laughs> he wasn't happy. That tends to kind of <laughs> wake one up in an unpleasant way. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're a child and you don't understand what's going on. And you're like, I told my parents that I wanted to go home <laughs> approximately three hours ago. I don't even have a concept of time, but... <laughs> I still knew it wasn't right. Um, and that's why you shouldn't have a child later in life. I'm just kidding. Do whatever you want. Um, yeah, I don't care. But that will happen to you. That'll happen to yeah. you. I mean, that's the, hey, that's the Brooklyn, Brooklyn that's the baby Brooklyn. lifestyle. No, I mean, I would totally do that. Are you crazy? Anyways. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like it, all the sequence of events is understandable. It's sure. Just, it's just sort of like uh yeah, not ideal for you <laughs> as a worker. Well, really more not ideal for my coworker. Who yeah, that's like... true. That's right. That's the real victim of the story. I know. Poor thing. Really the victim of most of our stories are the <laughs> other people that have to be around us is really it's really the, the, yeah, the sob story. Absolutely true. Um, okay. Actually, should we read a service story real quick or no? Yeah. yeah Let's do well, it. That's... Okay. And this one is just one line, so it's very short. Perfect. Which is great. We love that. Okay. Um, so this is from Samantha. Um, this has been ongoing for the last two years. And um, it's been it's happened at a Neapolitan-style pizzeria. So that's... <laughs> beautiful. That's the stage it's been My set. My brilliant Samantha. Yeah. So from Samantha, um, not that crazy, just I have a regular that pronounces balsamic balsmonic. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all in caps. Ballsmonic is in giant 
caps. Um, that is so funny. I really love that it's been ongoing <laughs> for two years. I that's so funny. I don't know how you find the strength to not laugh in that person's face. Um, thank you so much, Samantha, and uh, everyone else. Please do send in your service stories. They can be as short as that, as long as you want, as dumb as you'd like. Yes, we want to hear all. We of want them. to hear the minutia. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyways, people are, time and time again, make me laugh. Okay. So, now that it's been 45 minutes, <laughs> let's do our subject. Let's talk. Um, so, that while we were scrambling to find something to tell you guys about this week, I was like, wait, I think I have a note app, app thing from 2018. Don't remember the context. I think someone I hated posted it, but I was like, mm, this is actually interesting. And I, I copy so. and pasted it. Yeah. So... This is from my notes app and uh, from 2018. But um, it's a little excerpt from George Orwell's book, uh, Down and Out in Paris and London, uh, uh, from 1933. Mm-hmm. Say, hi, how could this be relevant? Well. Well, strap in, buddy. <laughs> strap the hell in. Um, I This made me want to read the book. I was like, oh. Yeah. Right? I, I thought it was. I loved it. Yeah. So how should we do this? Um, I think. Should you read it? Should I read it? We can read. We can both read some of it. Okay. Do you want to read? Well, okay. Yeah. When you feel like stopping, I'll start. Okay, everybody. We are reading the whole thing. It's Mm -hmm. not that long. Okay. The waiter's outlook is quite different. He too is proud in a way of his skill, but his skill is chiefly in being servile. His work gives him the mentality, not of a workman, but of a snob. He lives perpetually in sight of rich people, stands at their tables, listens to their conversation, sucks up to them with smiles and discreet little jokes. He has the pleasure of spending money by proxy. Moreover, there is always a chance that he may become rich himself, for, though most waiters die poor, they have long runs of luck occasionally. At some cafes on the Grand Boulevard, there is so much money to be made that the waiters actually pay the patron for their employment. The result is that between constantly seeing money and hoping to get it, the waiter comes to identify himself to some extent with his employers. He will take pains to serve a meal in style because he feels that he is participating in the meal himself. I remember Valenti telling me some of a of a banquet at Nice at which he had once served and how it cost 200,000 francs and was talked of for months afterwards. It was splendid, mon petit, mais magnifique. (laughs) Jesus Christ, the champagne, the silver, the orchids. I've never seen anything like them and I have seen some things. Ah, it was glorious. But, I said, you were only there to wait? Oh, of course, but still, it was splendid. The moral is, never be sorry for a waiter. Sometimes when you sit in a restaurant, still stuffing yourself half an hour after closing time, you feel that the tired waiter is at your at your side must surely be despising you. But he is not. He is not thinking as he looks at you, what an overfed lout. He is thinking, one day, when I have saved enough money, I shall be able to imitate that man. He is ministering to a kind of pleasure he thoroughly understands and admires. And that is why waiters are seldom socialists, have no effective trade union, and will work 12 hours a day. They work 15 hours, seven days a week, in many cafes. They are snobs, and they find the servile nature of their work rather congenial. So good. So good. Yeah. I mean, coming at it from all angles. Also, so the the premise of this book, just before we get into it, is that 
George, well, it's sort of a memoir. He um, decides to kind of, uh, you know, what's it called? Slum it, right? Mm-hmm. And he is a dishwasher or a plongeur, as mm. they say in France. I'm sure I pronounced that Mon ami. Uh, uh, you, you are very dirty and stupid. Uh, you are a plongeur. Uh, you are so ugly. It's You wash the dishes of people. Um, and so he's a dishwasher. So this is coming from a dishwasher's perspective of front of house, which is very funny. And yes. is, is what you might, yeah, what you might think um, that person would say, which is very funny. And I think in the book it goes a little bit more into the, the hierarchy of like the chef the front of house and the dishwasher, which I was like, damn, we should just read this for this podcast. Yeah, we should. Um, if we feel like it. But anyways, so yes, a great little passage though. Um, no, but I think it's so interesting because, um, well, A, I love imagining like, I think being in the, in, in France and like in the thirties and you're sort of like in this like, I think there's something so relatable to it immediately because I think that's such a like classic New York feeling is that Mm. you like just missed this like perfect moment. Sure. And like being in, in France in the thirties, like you're like, it's, it's not just that you're like, Oh, adjacent to all this wealth. It's like that in the early thirties, you're like, I just missed like a movable feast, a movable feast. (laughs) And you, and you hear stories about it. And it's also that this like anticipation of being, being because servers are like, they're always mixy and they're always like, well, as we've said too, it's like, and I think both of us experience this a little bit is like, being in the service industry specifically front of house and back of house to a certain extent is such a way of uh, imitation and class passing and like learning Mm. the ways of the rich. And so that can boost, you know, your, your, your version of your, your vision of yourself to yourself one, and can also impact in a way almost how you relate to other people. Yes. Well, I think it's like, it's kind of class passing, it's it's perfect class passing because you can speak to wealthy people and mix it up with yeah. them, but also with like the bohemians mm-hmm. and poor people and broke people and the artistes. Yes. There you have like the working class sure. cred. Sure. And like and often because I mean at least in New York, but I'm in this time too, like all those artists, those broke artists are actually rich people. Right, right. That's like, you're at this perfect level for them. Yes. Because you're, you give them credibility. You give them clout. Yes. By being a working stiff. I mean, that's how, you know, I think I I love to, uh, you know, everyone likes to selectively uh, have their certain backgrounds for certain situations. Of course. We all do it. You know, I'm like, uh, yeah, I used to work in a fucking restaurant. So like, I know the meaning of like fucking sweat. And then I'm like, Sorry, you don't know the producer of that wine? Like, Are you a moron? I'm sorry, the terroir? Do you know? Sorry, where did you put that fucking spoon? Are you an idiot? Are you... What's your breeding? Of course the fork is chilled. Your salad fork? <laughs> you eat salad with a hot fork? No, no, no. No, 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 oh no, no. Oh my no. god. No, it's it's very, it's very funny. Yeah, it's basically... Um, getting read by George Orwell we're getting read for Phil um what is the like what is the historical period or like who are the characters that you would like most like to 
Oh, in general, like where I, when I would like to work. Yeah, because I'm indulging in the fantasy of me being in this like, one of these people. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's say I'm Scott Bakula. <laughs> okay. Because I can travel through time. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're the guy in the trench coat. I forget his name. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, sorry. Scratch all of that. It's a joke. It's a bit. It's a bit about a show. Okay. Um, <laughs> so sorry, everybody. Um, I would like to be um, Fox Mulder's, like, cafe like if i imagine he goes to like a <laughs> Wait. spooky fox holder okay yeah yeah his cafe like he i okay no 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 okay stop stop cafe stop. molder what are you talking about no yeah, yeah okay. no no, no. <laughs> okay so he's a ba- he's a he's he's a bachelor he lives a bachelor lifestyle so he's not like at home like making breakfast so i imagine uh. he goes out for like coffee and just like toast and eggs uh-huh a diner a diner he probably does this several times a week sure i am <laughs> serving the coffee okay so this is early 1990s in washington dc <laughs> is where you would like to place yourself out of any historical time period <laughs> no i'm not saying any historical time period i'm just commenting i think that would be a lot of fun to talk to him no you're right i love early 90s dc i think it's a lot of fun <laughs> I hope you go down like Chandra Levy. <laughs> That's so mean. She was just going for a jog. <laughs> she ruined a man's life by getting killed that day. His, his whole career. <laughs> I mean, literally imagine waking up the woman you're fucking on the <laughs> side who's your intern gets murdered. Oh, you are in Dougie Dudu. Like, that is, that sucks. That sucks. And you're like, no, I swear it was not me. I literally swear. Oh my God. Worst day ever mm-hmm. for Ugh. that guy. TFW. <laughs> God, the tabloids had a field day. All right. Um, sorry. Back to the prompt. Um, it's tough because I don't dream of labor. So. (laughs) I mean, I guess you have to go, um, part of me is like, well, maybe Paris, like, uh, you know, to lose the trek time would be wild, Mm. but. That's not so appealing to me because I feel like everybody had venereal diseases. And even if you were just serving them, you would get it. For sure. And everyone was poisoned. Yeah. In some, from something. Yeah. I, I feel like you, faces the were much more like be... delicate at that. <laughs> like in terms of not delicate, but uh, you could lose, you're liable to lose much more of your face at that point. Well, yeah. Nose, teeth, skin. Your teeth would be, you're drawn looking yeah. at a very early age. I mean, I guess maybe like a, I mean, if we're doing the kind of, I feel like literary seems to be the, the maybe like a, a bartender, like Algonquin round table t- like mm. days. That could be fun. Yeah. Working at one of those fan, like a grand hotel. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun because they partied. Oh. And they would be like, what's up? Party with us. I yeah. you anything. Yes. At least Dorothy. Yes. That sounds fun to me. That sounds great. Because I think that was before, I don't know, I feel like a. People now in the the literati or whatever the I feel like they don't party. Mm, I think they party. You think they party? You think people who write for the New Yorker party? No, not the New Yorker. I don't know. I'm just saying, like people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's just different. People yeah. were people were. It wasn't gauche to get wasted. 
Yeah, that is in true. In the same way as it is now. Yes, that like, is true. Even touring musicians don't party anymore. I have true. this I have this firsthand. They say we're going to have a smoothie and go back to our hotel room and get 12 hours sleep. Mm-mm. It's it's sad. Mm-mm. It's sad to me. Yeah, I think um you know like in like the guy who started PF Chang's like his mom had a fancy Chinese restaurant. Yes. I that would be really fun. Oh yeah. And then you have like Jack Nicholson and Jellica Houston and then maybe you kind of Oh, oh, in Oh, the place in, we talked about. Yeah, we, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the place. Yeah, that would be so fun. That's the place. Yeah. Because right. Because if you're working there, you already are you you're part of it already. You're part of it already. You're gorgeous. Yes, obviously. Drop dead. <laughs> Probably have like yeah, like a little, like a little skirt on, most likely. <laughs> most I just, likely. I was yeah. just thinking about the outfits for a second, and that <laughs> didn't really translate into audio, but um, it looks cool in my mind. It's a little skirt. <laughs> most likely, you're wearing a little skirt. Folks, it's a little skirt, and yeah, it's for looking sure. good. You're doing very high quality cocaine at that point. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is just like. <laughs> where you could be in proximity to rich people where you could get stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is very much this. It's like, what what scene do you want to be proximate to? Yeah. I, without being, because um, I feel like there's a little bit less grab ass with the, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. not like, it's not like a business, it's not like a mad men situation. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the artists are rapists too. We all know this, but maybe a little different. We know this. <laughs> We know this. We know this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's fun to think about. I feel like, too, it, what is actually true is that there used to be way more um, lucky breaks in this world. For sure. So lucky breaks, chance happenings, you hand off your script to a Broadway producer on his way out of, you know, shutting the stage door. He says, kid, you're hired. I like your moxie. That doesn't happen anymore. Absolutely. And I think that, um, yeah, you could just, yes, a run of good luck is a very different thing in, in the past than it is now. A run of good luck now is the fact that I didn't have a case on my iPhone for years and it just, this screen just shattered. Right. The run of luck is over (laughs) and that was my good luck and I spent it. Yeah. You you squandered it. I squandered it. A run of good luck in the thirties. Mm-hmm you could run a small studio and then lose it. And that that's your luck. Squander. And then get another, but then get another chance. Right. <laughs> Depending on who you were, I suppose. But, um, yeah. Wasn't made for these times as a song goes, you know? I mean, I cannot think of two women made less for these times. <laughs> More incapable of surviving day to day. Truly. <laughs> Um, yeah. I think it's interesting, like, I was kind of trying to, like, turn this over in my newsletter last week of, like, this, this, this really spoke to me, too, of this moment of, like, um, the desire, because it's, like, you're, it's really, like, it's not, it's, you're not, I always forget his name. I feel like I reference him all the time. The guy who drilled the hole in the mountain and Henry? he beat a machine. John Henry? Yeah. Yeah, he's a frequent <laughs> guest on this podcast for some I, reason. I do bring him up a no, lot. No, no, I yeah, we both have. Um, you're not John Henry. You're not working hard in that sense. It's not hard labor, but it is very, like, it's 
the only thing like you truly do sell yourself yeah and so it's hard not to take pride in that because it's so deeply personal Mm -hmm. and to want to like present this like wonderful version of and it's and it's such a it's such a shortened view of yourself that it's easy to present like a great version of yourself in a lot of ways and it is like this but taking pride in your work it's for suckers it really is i know it really is i know and also i will say lest we are accused of uh condoning this behavior if you are stuffing yourself half an hour after closing time um we are despising you oh me personally yes yeah 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 no this this is this is the incorrect what an overfed lout yeah i'm calling you a lout oh i'm saying <laughs> I'm saying a cad. <laughs> I'm saying you're a yeah, yeah, yeah. gorgeous. I'm saying you old so and so. I'm kind of moving my fists in a circle oh, up yeah. here, saying why I oughta. But I think, I think because we have to have this like weird psychological game to get through, particularly in like higher end restaurants mm-hmm. of having being it, but it is of the thing of like, well, I actually make a lot of money and I actually know all this stuff. And one day, you know what? I, I am, don't, I won't have to work this job. You know? It, yeah. Like, I mean, not everybody thinks like that, but that's like something that I think is a common kind of thing. You roll over in your mind. You're like, you're not better than me because I actually yes. know a lot about this. And it's I, also you know. that I think, I, I mean, obviously other jobs have this, but the, Everyone in the service industry expects that they will not be there for for life. Right. Or at least most people in the service industry are like, I'm doing this until. Right. And so it's like also that, like. Right. That you're like, you're not better than me. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be somebody. <laughs> I'm going to find a man who's closing up Broadway, hand him my script. <laughs> He's going to think I'm Moxie. <laughs> No, it is a it's a sad little play that we put on every night. It really night. well, it really does feel like um, the set of a play. We were talking about that like at the bar that I work at. They were like, it is it has like such the feel of a set, mm-hmm. and like the kitchen being downstairs. You're like, doop, 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 doop. right? Like it feels very. It is a set. Yeah, in Somebody so many ways. Closes the door. They come in shivering. Oh, it's so cold out there. <laughs> you can't see this. All There's no snow. two coconuts yeah. knocked together. <laughs> a horse is going by. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a bell on the door. It rings every time when it comes in. Yeah, um, there was a time. I don't know if I ever mentioned. I think this was before we had this podcast. But there was a night I was bartending, and I had this really insane. I think I maybe did talk about it, but I, I just watched this really insane um, meet cute happen at the bar. That I watched it go from strangers to people revealing entire things about their lives to each other to then a crisis in that relationship where he left and she's crying. This all happened within like an hour, maybe, maybe an hour and a half. And then, but I was like, somebody's pranking me. I was like, this can't, like, this is a play. And then my, my coworker Tomas and I were joking about it and how it was, and we were like, it would be called On the Rocks. And it's like, you know, somebody who's like, ah, and this is a little, um, this is kind of a one act I wrote about my time in the service industry. It's called On the Rocks. You know, like a black, yeah. bo- like it's a really low <laughs> yes. budget kind of thing. There's two stools. Like it, it really does lend itself to that, uh, you know, a bad, writing a bad play about the service industry would be so easy. Oh, yeah? I would love to do a fake play about the service industry. 
that is a great like show within a show mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody take that. That's not we as I say, we give you guys a lot of free ideas. That's nobody not free. Take that. <laughs> Co- I'm doing the copyright sign I'm signing a contract in the air with my <laughs> finger right copyright trademark. Sign. Okay. Thank you. Don't take that to a producer. Please. You don't have Moxie. You don't have you don't, you don't you have what I have. Off. You cannot pull it off because it, you have to play on two levels. Mm-hmm. You're you're making the bad play. Mm-hmm. But while I, Kelly Sullivan, me, am conscious of it. The character, Kelly Sullivan, mm-hmm. is not conscious of the mm-hmm. fact that it's Do you it's even bad. understand what that means? Do you even understand there's a, that? There's a dramatic irony <laughs> that you couldn't possibly understand. I've had a teacher pull me aside and say, I have it. Have you had that happen to you? Have you ever had that happen to you? I don't think so. No. Doubt it. Doubt no. it. I had a professor dedicate a book to me when I got a C in his class. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's moxie. That's moxie, baby. That sure enough is. Wow, we don't need to work in the service industry. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We don't have to. We're better I'm, than I'm, that. I'm calling, I'm calling my boss right now. I'm quitting. I'm getting him on the horn. I just remember the book thing. <laughs> just kidding, guys. It's not bad to work in the service industry. No. I mean... <clears throat> It is, um, it's taxing and it makes you insane. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what doesn't in this world? True. And what's a better industry to work in? Uh, mm, (laughs) folklore I've heard (laughs) is good. The booming industry (laughs) of academia. (laughs) Um, yeah. Textiles. I'm in textiles. That sounds cool. Oh my god. What if I became one of those hot girl tattoo artists? I think you could really easily do that because those tattoos are all really ugly. True. So, doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. You look at their Instagram profiles, they just started doing that six months ago. They're booked up. I know. I caramba. Be careful out there, folks. You're going to get a little wiggly lined fucking checkerboard or whatever the fuck on your thigh and it'll look cool for three months. That is what I don't understand is I'm like, these people don't, is no one concerned with how these things are aging? No. Is it, is this how climate fatalism is <laughs> predominantly affecting the people of North Brooklyn? You're going to want to look for a piece about, mm, I'll say seven, 10 years from now about badly aging tattoos. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You get a little crane or whatever the uh, hell. Yeah. A little paper plane drawing. The really thin, succulent or something oh my on god your you know what that's gonna look like no it's gonna look like garbage and I'm, not it's gonna look like primordial goop and not cool garbage like our ugly tattoos no not like our ugly tattoos different aging like fine wine baby <laughs> oh my god okay well i think we've done a really great job today all Ellie. right um <laughs> this is a good episode yeah i think so in the moment i great. feel good about it um housekeeping really quickly we have a new patron that i memorized and that person's name is wendy wendy welcome everyone knows it's wendy do people give that to you a lot wendy please please let me know (laughs) i know it's windy but it sounds very similar in the song um and we are culture club for july we have got we we got a little off schedule things have been chaotic but we're back it's early july and we have a culture club for you that I'm posting that is the digitized version 
of the cassette tape of a cook along with James Beard. I don't even know if you guys wanted that. I don't know if anybody cares, but I did. I think it's going to be a hoot and a freaking holler. So you can tell us if you, we, it's not like you have to cook it and we have to talk. It's like, it but doesn't have to be, but, be but we could cook some stuff. I don't know if y'all are into that. You want to cook the entire, it's a, it's a, we don't need to cook beef bourguignon right now. That's, no, 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 no. that's a little much. Anything else I feel like is maybe fair game. Yeah. But, um, maybe a nice fennel salad. <laughs> yeah. It's not on the tape. Cook something that's not on the tape and then we'll talk <laughs> and about get it. Back to it. Um, so that, yeah, I'm going to post that. You can listen to it. The artwork is there. The ingredients, uh, a, a friend, um, did that for us, which was very nice. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's the culture club. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, please review, rate, and subscribe. Tell other people about this podcast. If you love it so much, if you love it so much, why don't you tell your friends? Okay. Um, and thanks so much for listening. And we love you. Bye. Bye-bye.